0: Welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We can focus way too much on the behaviors. The behaviors of our youth. When I get a call from a school to come give a presentation... It's usually a behavior they want me to talk about. Nick, can you come to our school and talk about, talk about the dangers of vaping? Can you talk about the dangers of marijuana? Can you talk about self-harm? Can you talk about how to use social media in moderation? Can you talk about procrastination? Can you talk about binge drinking? There are always behaviors. The requests are always about behaviors. I think we focus too much on the behaviors. And I believe it's unhelpful. And here's why. The behaviors are always changing. More rapidly than ever. And if you're not familiar with the particular behavior, you're going to have a difficult time understanding the behavior. You're going to have a difficult time connecting. You're going to have a difficult time building empathy. So what I say is focus less on the behavior. Focus more on the message. All behavior is communication. I'll repeat that. All behavior is communication. So when you're concerned about a behavior of your child, ask yourself the question, what are they communicating to me? What is this behavior communicating to me, to themselves, to their peers, to the world around them? Here's why that can be effective. is because... You will not go to a place of fear if you can understand the message of the behavior. You focus on the behavior, go to a place of fear, super scary, you're not familiar with it, you you predict, you catastrophize into the future, and when you go to a place of fear as a parent, you will disconnect. That's what fear does. It creates a disconnect in the relationship, in the moment, in the conversation. And those behaviors, again, are always changing. There's a great, great quote by uh, Ben Lindsay, and the quote goes, um, Trouble is, kids feel they have to shock their elders, and each generation grows up into something harder to shock. So yeah, the behaviors just are going to escalate and escalate and escalate, because that's a piece of adolescence, is, is pushing against challenging the status quo. You are the status quo. So because, if you're listening to this, most likely you want to connect with your child. Focus too much on the behaviors, you're going to have a real difficult time connecting with your child. Focusing on the message will most likely be helpful. So what are the messages? The messages remain the same. Generation after generation after generation. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years. The messages remain the same. The messages that adolescents have been communicating to to the world around them remain the same. Here are the main messages. I need to belong. I want independence. I want to take risks. I'm trying to figure out who I am. I'm going to challenge my parents and other authority. I want to challenge the status quo. I want attention. Positive, sometimes negative. I'm avoiding something. I'm hurting. I'm suffering. I'm overwhelmed. These are the messages, and they never change. And whoever is listening to this, I don't even need to know you to know that you can identify with and therefore connect with these messages. Everybody wants to belong. It's so important, adolescence. Everybody wants some form of attention at times. We all avoid. We all can hurt, be sad, suffer, feel overwhelmed. So that's why it's so important to connect with the message. is because you know all of these. We all do. They're human. So you got to be a little bit of a detective as a parent. And try to figure out what is being communicated to me. What is the message of this concerning behavior? Wouldn't it be great if it was just communicated all the time and you didn't have to do detective work or, or, or have a conversation? I, I, I imagine, you know, that it looks something like parents find, you know, the pot, the vape pen in the book bag, and the grades are dropping a bit, and parents are freaked out about the behaviors, these concerning behaviors. So they have the family conference at the kitchen table. It's nighttime. After dinner, big family talk. They sit down. And this 16-year-old dude says, you know, before you start, mom and dad, I know, I know what I did was wrong, but I'd like to just provide um, some information that may help better your understanding of why, why I'm doing this. So, mom and dad, we've moved three times in the last four years it that's been really difficult. It's been really difficult to make and maintain friends. So I'm new at this school. And I was avoiding the cafeteria. I was avoiding lunch. Because I didn't have anybody to sit with, to eat with. Nobody was inviting me to go get food. Drive somewhere. And last week, a group of kids in my class, these two guys, they invited me to get lunch with them. And I could not have been more excited to have someone to go to lunch with. So I got in the car. We headed, we headed to, to, to Wendy's. And mom and dad. A particular behavior that, that these guys partake in over lunch is they smoke bowls of marijuana. So because membership is so important to me at this time. You know, mom, adolescence, that time, that need to belong to find your tribe. So because membership is so important to me, mom, I chose membership over morality. And I hope you can understand that while this behavior does not match up with who I am or what I believe in, I did do it in order to belong. And I am so sorry. I hope that you can understand. That would be amazing. That would be amazing if that's how that looked. If that's how that conversation went. Now, in the past, I've said that will never happen. But that's incorrect. Young people can be incredibly reflective, emotionally intelligent, accountable, and explain things like that. But it doesn't happen all the time. And it really doesn't happen when we're coming from a place of fear, freaking out, and not willing to listen. So if your young person isn't likely to do that, to share the message of the behavior, you got to look for it. Look for it. Try to connect. Have a conversation. And maybe you can get there. So when you think WTF with a concerning behavior, WTF is good. Think, what's the function? What's the function of this behavior? Because if you can figure out the function, you can go to a place of understanding, therefore develop empathy, and be able to connect with your child. This does not mean that you don't consequence the behavior, by the way. We need to consequence. So when I say things like this, it's always like, so you let them do whatever you want, whatever they want? No, no. But the consequence isn't a reactionary thing. It isn't about me. It isn't about me freaking out. And you did something to piss me off or to scare me. So therefore, I need to, to consequence you and restrict you and give me those keys. You're never leaving this house again. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about agreed upon expectations within a home that you follow up on. Within our family, yeah, we don't, we don't use substances. We don't use pop. We can't vape. We talked about it, and here's the consequence. But that consequence feels entirely different when it's coming from a place of understanding and love and not fear and reactivity. So if you want to be there for the big conversations, if you want to have your kid listen, if you want to have any form of influence over him when those concerning behaviors show up, and most likely they will, I highly recommend Focusing more on the message and less on the behavior. Perfect versus most. I was listening to an interview between Stephen Colbert and, and Anderson Cooper. Please check that out. You don't even have to like the people or be into their politics, but these two dudes talking about some real stuff it was really cool. And at the end, Stephen Colbert is talking about, and I'll butcher it a bit, but the idea that we want the most of life, we don't want just the best of life. Because the most of life, experiencing the most of life builds resiliency. And not only does it improve our resiliency, but it allows us to connect with other people. So if I experience, you know, know, loss and then therefore grief in my life, it doesn't sound like a good thing, but if we can use the perspective of it ultimately can be a good thing because I can connect with another person who's experiencing loss and grief. And that's what this whole thing is all about, is connecting with other people. That's what we need to be doing. So it's what we're not doing enough of. Any study that you ever want to check out on what's the most important thing for happiness, health physically, mentally, otherwise, even how long you live, all of it, what's the most important thing? Connecting with other people. True connection. So I love this interview about you want the most of life, not the best of life. And so I've been talking to parents recently about, you don't want your kid to have a perfect childhood. You do not. You want your child to have the most of childhood. Because if we can agree that a part of life, a part of being a human being, Is doubt Is rejection Embarrassment Jealousy Sadness Uncertainty Feeling inadequate Loss Failure Confusion If this is a part of being a human being Don't we want our young people to experience that? Have the most of childhood? Of course we do Two main reasons, because hopefully we can agree that that's a part of life. So if they experience it earlier in life with us by their sides, they can begin to develop resiliency, perseverance, a good perspective, a good work ethic. When do we want them to experience these things? Are some people truly uh, have the idea that if I keep my kids from experiencing the most of childhood, that these things will never arrive? They'll never be rejected. They'll never feel sad. They'll never feel inadequate. They'll never feel embarrassed. It's ridiculous. Of course, they're going to experience those things. So yes, we want them to experience those things when they're young. Okay, so maybe this doesn't need an explanation, but this doesn't mean that the parent, like, provides these things the parent we don't need to make them sad we don't need to uh, like embarrass them intentionally make them feel rejected by us no no that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about their life the world around them which you can't control that providing these different experiences for them okay so back to it you don't want your kid to have a perfect childhood i promise you so we agreed that experience these things earlier on, develop resiliency, develop a good perspective on it, develop fortitude, whatever word you want to use. In addition, we want our young people to connect with others, connect with their peer group, have deep, meaningful relationships with other human beings. Well, how do we do that? Well, we connect. And a big piece of connection is being able to understand, to know, to relate to, to empathize with what you're going through. So because all those things that I mentioned, that list, because those are human things, if your child experiences them, they will be better able to connect with other people. Because people get sad, people feel rejected, people get scared, people feel embarrassed. And if you don't know those things, you're not going to be able to connect with other people. So. It does two main things. It's keeping our kids from developing resiliency, a positive perspective, you know, things like we say grit, we wonder why they don't have grit, and it keeps them from truly connecting to other people on a deep level. There is no deep without the most. There's no depth in perfect. The depth, the true connection is in that dark, murky, sticky stuff at the bottom that we don't like to talk about. That's where we truly connect with people. So parents, if you're listening to this, please, please remember, you don't want your child to have a perfect childhood. You want your kid to have the most of childhood. There's that great quote, a ship is safe in harbor, but that's not what ships are built for. That's by John Shedd Two D's I switch that quote Switch it up a bit I think the quote Or a quote Should be A youth is safe in harbor But that's not what youth are built for If you want your child To go through adolescence unscathed This would be A considerable disservice To them We want our kids to have the most. Not a perfect childhood, but the most of childhood. And again, to develop resiliency, a good perspective, and ultimately, to be able to connect with other people in a meaningful way. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe. Rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, PerspectiveForParents.com. Spelled out, that's Perspective, the number for Parents.com. Thanks again.